Alright, I just wanted to uh, quickly start the show, I guess, with uh, just finished my morning workout. It was entitled Ebbets, and uh, it starts at your threshold, and you have to exceed it, and then come back down to your, just under your threshold, and then go back up again. A few repeats like that. It's quite trying, but it actually is a very stimulating workout. I actually found it really, really fun. Um, I've got some thoughts, actually, as to the on-the-wheel trainer system there um but seeing as i'm running a little bit late and it's uh minus 20 degrees celsius outside right now and i'm walking um i gotta quickly get bundled up and head to work so stay tuned more to come hey just wanted to give you a shout out and thank you for listening you're the man paul you're the man All right, so now that I got a little bit more time to uh, give you some of my on-the-wheel trainer thoughts here, um, I currently use the Tax Vortex. It's a smart trainer, uh, so it is talking to smart devices, phones, tablets, uh, smart TVs, what have you, desktops, if it has Bluetooth enabled in that particular way. Um, I use it to, uh, it talks with my smartphone and, I'm just finding that with the workout that I did this morning, if you listen to the first little bit, um, it takes you just below your threshold and you have to quickly exceed it for about five seconds. And there's a bit of a delay actually in between you rising and ramping up that power to match the target that uh, the workout is setting for you. And by the time you would reach that power target, the interval itself has been over for about three to four seconds or so um, and you're coming back down again so you never quite reach your power targets however I will say you do exert yourself so I am I think I'm still getting some benefits out of that particular kind of over under training um, yeah my main thought is uh, that the trainer the tax vortex is not really suited for that style of working out um, especially when you have to do a quick power interval um, to match a target, uh, a sprint. So if you're on Zwift, I'm gonna probably say it would probably not be the best uh, thing for a sprinting style of riding uh, virtually or being on the trainer. So just keep that in mind if you are looking at that product. And I'm even gonna have to say a generalized statement of if you are looking at an on the wheel uh, smart trainer, you might be sacrificing that little bit of snappy top end speed where you can change your um, acceleration on the fly, I guess is what I'm trying to say, uh, to match your power targets or your ambitions in terms of how you're planning on riding. So do keep that in mind when you're looking at smart trainers. Um, direct drive ones are a little bit nicer in terms of it's more of a direct uh when you have that power target and you want to go for it or shoot for it or you're trying for a quick sprint, they're really nice in that way in that um, the delay is less and it's more of an instantaneous type acceleration, almost like being on the road in that regard. So there is a hefty price tag that goes with those particular units. So I will, you know, you got to sort of weigh your options of what works for you and what won't work for your budget kind of thing. So um, yeah, so that's just my quick thoughts on on the wheel smart trainers. Stay tuned. All right, this is something that uh, I, th- I thought would be a little bit fun is I am going to give you my hot takes of uh, the 2018 uh, 
World Tour cycling jerseys, they've all been revealed for the coming year. Um, I'm going to give you my very fast takes of all 18 teams. Um, again, these are my opinions. Uh, also, I am not necessarily a particular fanboy of any team. I actually really just enjoy, I enjoy more the riders than I do the actual uh, teams themselves because the way the sponsorship model works, this and that, this is almost like a fly-by-night operation. It's, so it's not a long-standing franchise-type model. Uh, in the world of cycling, it is all sponsorship-based. So uh, do keep that in mind. Um, but this is just objective, uh, my objective. Eh, so I guess it's subjective. Um, interpretations of the new designs from uh, all the World Tour teams. So let's start with uh, AG2R La Mondiale. Um, comparing it to last year, it is a huge improvement. Um, I still don't understand the brown shorts thing it does you know make it look like they have sun bleached black bibs and jerseys on um but i will say that it is actually a really crisp and clean looking design uh roman bardet is one of my favorite riders to watch um i do feel that he would win a grand tour if no one else shows up so do keep that in mind because he's really just a climber he'll lose everything in a time trial um he needs to work on that tremendously like almost spend an entire year doing velodrome work so that's just my thought on that guy um next up is astana i don't like that team i that's actually a full point of fact i just do not care for the astana team um yeah and pretty much for the people that run it um there's a long history there there's like race fixing potentially there's multiple doping allegations going on from that team um personally i'd like to see that team fold and I think the World Tour would be better off. Um, I do miss Michele Scarponi, who was riding that team until he was uh, unfortunately uh, killed in a training uh, crash uh, last year. And in fact, I'll admit that it really shook me up um, in terms of trying to get back on the bike. So um, I do miss Michele, who was on that team, but the team itself I do not care for. Um, Bahrain Merida is the next one here. I'm very happy that they ditched the Wiggins first year ripoff of the design. And rumor is that it was such a trademark ripoff of the Wiggins team that there was some money exchanged for uh, Bahrain Merida to actually use it. Uh, even though I think Rafa owns the design trademark maybe on that one. Um, don't quote me, but that's what I've been hearing uh, behind the scenes. Um, Nibali's on it, but I think he's a bit of a bum in terms of, uh, he's a bit of a whiny pants, you know, like, I don't like athletes being whiny pants he kind of comes up with excuses a little too much. Um, and also it'll be interesting to see how his squad goes for the Tour de France this year. So, but kudos on them for abandoning, uh, the Wiggins ripoff design. Uh, BMC is the next one up here. It looks very much like the old, uh, 27 jersey except for the addition of a blue collar uh, just on my first thoughts of it it does look like there's like a metal ribbon like the Olympic ribbon that they give you when you win the Olympics I guess um, for the three medalists but there's no metal at the bottom of this collar here so it just looks like there's a ribbon around their neck and it's gonna be kind of weird uh, it's it sure for sure granted that you know they have the current uh, Olympic road race champion uh, Greg Van Amert on their team uh, but it's just weird that it's there as like a sponsorship thing um, I feel like truly 
the design of this jersey needs to be redone by someone else, uh, maybe other than BMC. Um, I don't know if ASOS is just the clothing supplier who makes the stuff, but they need to get someone better to actually design this stuff. It's kind of horrid, actually. Um, and very quickly, I only got 30 seconds here. Um, Bora Hansgrohe, Peter Sagan's three-time uh, three-peat champion, world uh, world champion, I should be saying. Uh, huge, huge improvement from last year's uh, introductory Bora Hansgrohe jersey from 2017. Kudos on that design team. However, I feel that the design does not fit Peter Sagan's team, so keep that in mind. Next up is going to be Dimension Data. Um, I do appreciate the fact that they are moving towards a more white top half to their jersey, uh, the green bottom part. Um, it's still looking a little bit plain to me. Like They have such dynamic riders on that squad. They have such exciting talent based in that squad, and they kind of went with a meh. Kind of design to it. Um, it does show off the sponsors very nicely, give them kudos for that, but there's nothing terribly exciting about that kit. Um, kind of interested as to how Oakley's going to be making uh, the aerodynamic uh, properties of the jersey to some extent, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, EF Education First uh, team, formerly known as Cannondale. This is a polarizing, <coughs> excuse me, this is a polarizing design choice on their part they abandoned fully the green machine look of the former uh cannondale leaky gas uh team squad that folded and actually was absorbed by uh garmin sharp i don't know this team's gone through so many names um i'm surprised that this is the name of it now but i have to sort of give them kudos for taking a chance on this design it looks very uh 1980s uh, multiple variant comic book cover type uh, costume, I almost want to say. Uh, but the hot pink is actually a really good look. I kind of like it. Um, it'll be interesting actually to see how uh, their Jiro participation might force them to change the color a little bit just so that it, you know it doesn't clash with whoever's the leader of that tour. So those are my thoughts on that. Um, moving forward, it's going to be Francais des Jeux. Um, for whatever reason, this jersey just, it always looks the same, no matter how much they say they change it. It just looks the damn same. Uh, so much, like, I don't, did they change it? Like, that's my instant reaction here. Um, it's pretty classic. It's very recognizable. I think it's on brand for their sponsor and also the team identity. Um, I just hope that they're not going white shorts this year. Stick with the, either the blue shorts or go black. Um, that goes actually for everyone. No white shorts in the World Tour, thank goodness. Um, that should be a rule. Hard and fast. Just make that a rule. Um, Lotto Sudal. I really like the throwbackness of this jersey. Um, I kind of hope that their bikes kind of match it uh, in terms of that throwback paint. Um, actually... I'm going to say one big trend that I'm seeing across all these jerseys here is that there's like a bit of a chevroning type torso pectoral area uh, feature to most of these jerseys. So I'm just going to say like that's something interesting to note. Um, but I kind of like the throwbackness of Lado Sudel's uh, red and white scheme. Um, yeah, we'll see how they do this upcoming year. Um, nothing more to really add to that. Uh, Mitchelson? Mitchelton? Yeah, Mitchelton. 
uh, Scott, also formerly known as Orica Scott. Um, looks like they just changed the sponsor and added a little bit of yellow onto the sleeves. Um, I kind of miss uh, the Green Edge jersey design for some reason. Um, yeah, I kind of want them to embrace maybe more of their Aussie identity in terms of a uh, license factor. Uh, it does feel like Australia's team, so I'm kind of wondering if they should maybe embrace more that side of the design of things. I know sponsorship commitments and this and that, but I kind of feel like that needs to be said. Uh, Movistar, I like that they totally ripped off last year's Astana jersey. Um, I kind of felt that the light blue is a little bit of a wink and a nod to Team Sky, too, in a weird way. Um, Personally, I think they should have kept their nice navy royal blue that they've been using for years and years with the green M. Uh, they could have easily done this uh, color gradient fade design in those colors without changing it to a light blue and white uh, color scheme. But I'm going to give them points for actually changing uh, the colors, taking that risk. That's actually a pretty sweet one there. Next up is the perennial quick step jerseys. Um, kind of dig the throwbackness of it. Um, with like the white uh, panel going across the torso there uh, and the classic quick step sort of rich royal blue navy it's ultramarine even um, I'm going by pencil crayon sort of color definitions here folks so do keep that in mind um, nothing exciting nothing innovative to it um, but it's very much on brand and it's very much recognizable quick step so I think it's a bit of success in its design in that regard um, would have been nice to actually see them sort of push it a little further. Uh, Katusha Alpacin or Alpacin Katusha, I don't know what they're calling themselves now. They added some blue to the top shoulder collar area of their design. I don't like it. I, I just don't like this color scheme. It looks um, very dated, not in a good way. Like I'm thinking 1970s type uh, Euro block fashion choices. Uh, I'm being very generalistic and dismissive but heads up it's an ugly jersey I would I'm gonna totally avoid riding with anyone who's wearing this jersey um, Lotto Jumbo I actually kind of dig this jersey it looks very much like um, a retro sort of style jersey I am very always concerned about teams that are using uh, yellow pink and red in their color schemes that are actually the holders of the leaders jerseys for different events um, I kind of feel the UCI needs to like put down a rule saying that you can't wear like a team jersey uh, that is predominantly X color uh, to clash with the leader of that jersey um, I think for the main reason that one you can possibly get like a third variant color jersey besides a training jersey that they might wear uh, I think that would actually be a very interesting marketing ploy. I know that's going to be expensive for teams, but I think it's more an uh, interesting way to push a design uh, further and actually sort of fool around with that idea. Um, team Sky is going to be next, and they actually used the 2017 color at the Tour de France. Uh, so the white uh, background with a blue sky printed on the torso there. I think that is uh, a smart choice on their part. However, if you have seen their training jerseys, it's all blue with just sky printed on the torso there. Um, I think that it was a smart choice, actually. Um, very standout-ish, very much, I think, on brand and a little bit forward-thinking. The whole black sky 
look. Uh, it's been done, and it looks kind of... Uh, I'm not going to say it looks classic. It just looks like they ran out of ideas uh, to some degree. Um, it would have been interesting if they pushed the design forward. Across the board, I'm going to say I wish all these teams got like a designer on hand to actually design all these jerseys. Um, because it seems like it's very much the same recycled look through and through. Um, but yeah, the Team Sky one, kind of have to give them points for going with white. It's a good change, going from white to black, you know. Um, that's some kind of progress, I guess. And Team Sunweb, I'm already rolling my eyes. At, like, I mean, oh boy. Um, they kind of are infamously known for having a smaller budget team. It does not mean that they should be recycling the exact same design. I don't know what has changed on this jersey. It is, what, maybe longer sleeves and maybe a different placement of what the word giant is placed on the shoulders? I don't know what's going on here. But, um, yeah, I'm very unimpressed. They have such fantastic story behind that team. They got great riders showcased in there, and they did nothing with it for 2018. I feel like this is a huge squandered opportunity. Um, Sunweb, you need to outsource it freelance do something get someone to like maybe have a vip experience with the team whatever if you can't pay them but still you know what do something with that damn design you look like skunks on bikes this is horrible um trek segafredo they went all red and they still actually have some pinstripes in their design i kind of like this pinstripe thing um i'm not a huge fan of the red but i have to give them credit it's a really slick looking jersey um yeah, it's not much of a change, but it is a nice change. And lastly, UAE Emirates team. Um, I really still feel this is a slap bang look for that particular jersey. So those are my thoughts. All right, so that's my take on the 2018 World Tour uh, jerseys as they're going to be raced in. Um, I want to know what your thoughts are and you can reach me at the usual places or give me a shout out here on anchor that would be highly appreciated um yeah my overall hot take is all of them need to be redesigned uh by maybe one or two designers uh that actually know how to make something look good paul smith he's a huge cycling fan use him like come on people um but my award going to uh nicest jersey of 2018 it's gonna be uh i'm gonna give bronze to lotto sodell for like the throwbackness of it um i'm gonna have to give silver to uh, i'm gonna go bora Hansgrove. i kind of like it it looks a little superman-y in terms of the torso design a little bit and it doesn't quite match peter sagan's personality granted it's not his team but come on let's be honest it's his team um and the gold medal, I think, is going to have to go to, uh, I think, for a third year in a row, Czech Segafredo, uh, with their design of going all red. They got a decent designer on staff who uh, sort of kind of gets it right, you know. Um, so if I got my podium wrong, let me know. Uh, Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T on Twitter, as well as Instagram. Uh, again, that's at Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T. All right, on to the next segment.
I am one with this double fat boy with extra pickle, and it is one with me. It is currently the best bad decision I've made all day, maybe even this week, and I am so happy that I am eating this double fat boy burger with extra pickles. And it's in me now. It's delicious. All right, true disclosure, I uh, meant to take uh, more snippets and actually get a particular segment project uh, conversation, actually, probably the first one on this uh, podcast channel slash show. Um, I was going to talk to one of our only uh, female staff that we have working at the bike shop right now, and I was going to be asking her and picking her brain as to how and why and maybe how it could change uh, women in the cycling retail industry. It's actually one of the subjects I'm very, very fascinated about. Um, I just want to see more representation of a sport and activity that I truly enjoy and love um, echoed and um, reflected in our workforce that we have at our bike shop. Um, I will say that our bike shop is very uh, open to having women working in our workplace. There's not a lot of chauvinistic attitude. There is weird nerd-like behavior of uh, awkwardness around working with women, I would have to say. But in terms of um, like a safe space and a welcoming space, I have to admit our workplace is pretty great for where we work. Um, some comments that I've received uh, in the past little bit. Uh, I'm currently home now, so this is all afterthoughts. Uh, one, what is my boss like uh, at the bike shop? If I could use uh, actors, I guess, uh, that are in pop culture and this and that. Um, my boss, his name is Phil. Uh, he is uh, a, a great boss. Um, but I think he would even admit that he's not maybe the best manager. Uh, so in that case, we actually have two assistant managers that help him with that and the managerial tasks that go with uh, running our bike shop. Um, but Phil, in and of himself, he, I don't know why, he reminds me a lot of Michael Keaton in The Other Guys where he plays the police captain, I believe. Um, that sort of weird, quirky sense of humor um, makes weird pop culture references every now and again. I won't say that he is like Michael Keaton in terms of his communication style or anything like that, but uh, if you ever get a chance to meet the guy um, and spend any time with him, you'll definitely sort of begin to see this Michael Keaton uh, in that particular role uh, featured very quickly. So um, that's my hot take of how I perceive my boss. He's a great guy. Uh, he treats us amazing and, uh, very much happy to work for him. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers that question. Oh, almost forgot. Um, took a little pause there actually just to gather one more thought. Uh, if you actually have any insights as to, uh, women working in a bicycle retail, or even just any retail, what sort of draws them into that uh, working environment space? I'm very fascinated. Send me your comments, suggestions, what have you. Um, I'm eager to know, eager to learn. So please um, 
I, I feign my, like, I have complete, I don't feign anything, sorry. Um, I'm completely ignorant as to what would attract women to working in that space. So I would just want more women to work in the space just because that's going to help uh, women clientele actually enjoy cycling that much more. That's my whole thesis here going forward. Um, but yeah, if you can send me any suggestions, that would be amazing. You can be a guy, you can be a lady, you can be someone who doesn't identify themselves as either. Feel free to just contact me and let me know. Cool. So I posted photos of a uh, pretty delicious looking uh, fat boy burger on Instagram stories and uh, got some replies through direct messaging. Uh, do I often... The, the basic questions were do I eat burgers all the time uh, if you get a chance to ever see me in person I'm 64 kilos approximately um, and I'm about 6 feet uh, so 180 uh, what is that 184 centimeters approximately yeah, I'm not really good at the metrics for my height anyway um, the short answer is no, I don't eat that all the time. Uh, it's at most a once a week uh, cheat slash treat, which is kind of hard to say and it might sound a little weird uh, on your side of it, of this audio. But um, yeah, I do treat myself on Thursdays with, uh, I call it a bad decision. Uh, I, I'm air quoting, you can't see that, but I am doing air quotes. Um, and with that, I mean, uh, I just sort of let loose, have fun with food, uh, enjoy it. Uh, I'm not a professional athlete who does have to watch weight. Uh, I'm not a amateur athlete who has to watch their weight too terribly much. Um, I'm kind of very fortunate genetic disposition for that. Uh, gotta thank my parents for those gifts, by the way. But uh, no, I just enjoy food from time to time. And I guess I enjoy taking photos of it and sharing it with the world. Um, yeah, it's delicious and all that. Uh, otherwise, if uh, hopefully one of the long term uh, themes of this show is that I do kind of uh, chronicle my eating habits, this and that. Um, but just from a summary aspect of uh just sort of covering it all i eat mostly plants fruits veg all that good stuff uh daily as well as grains uh in terms of like steel cut oats to make oatmeal and this and that i drink a lot of smoothies um enjoy pasta with like vegetable um reductions and uh long slow roasted vegetables uh mixed into that i rarely eat uh meat and if i do it's often chicken um as well as fish slash seafood um those are often my go-tos and then uh occasionally probably once a week uh i do partake in red meat of some sort um i don't call myself a vegetarian obviously i'm not a vegan um, but I do for the most part have like, I would say about 80% is my diet is going to be fruits and vegetables, uh, for the most part, as well as legumes. Um, and then supplement that with a lot of eggs. I just realized I eat tremendous amount of eggs and also rice. I eat 
a lot of rice as well. Um, I have a bit of a stomach ailment uh, in terms of uh, irritable uh, stomach issues. So rice and eggs are very easy on my stomach for digestion. So, and I actually get a lot of uh, comfort from that. It does make eating sometimes a little bland, but I do spice it up every now and again. So uh, I can have that as a nice little takeaway. So for those of you asking, I cheat on Thursdays and that's what it's all about. It's uh, sometimes really good. However, I will say I do pay a price for it often on Friday morning. So I'm not going to give you more detail than that. You can use your own imagination. So there's no secrets between all of us here. So (laughs) enjoy. So one last thing before we close out uh, today's episode, Um, we're going to be doing, uh, again, when I say we, it's truly myself and I'm speaking very royally for whatever reason, um, in the third person, I guess. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, call-ins with uh, friends and fellow users, actually, of Anchor. So those that I've... uh, am very excited to possibly have on my channel slash podcast slash show is gonna be uh my man paul who i mentioned previously as uh, a new rider that i befriended over this past season through uh, some of the charity rides and just general hanging out um full disclosure i did a uh small uh i guess he'll, he'll probably clarify i was kind of his sidekick um photographer light man uh for a climbing competition that took place a little while ago um i was tremendously ill going into it i almost had to bail completely onto it Uh, i came in for the finals it blew my mind actually what those athletes are doing in terms of body weight exercise mobility agility uh dexterity puzzle solving with uh you know the the fail is that you end up uh being taken over by gravity um i was totally bewildered by the whole process i really enjoyed it so uh we'll probably talk about maybe some climbing maybe some photography he's a really great photographer um especially in an action uh capture sort of environment um probably a little bit of coffee and maybe about the charity ride so who knows what we're going to talk about but he's hopefully going to be on the call-in aspect of things and i do see that uh my man on the west coast brett has uh also joined anchor i really hope it's brett um if not it's someone with that name who's joined up so uh, if hopefully my man brett who i haven't seen in a few years is on anchor i'm gonna try and get him to call in Uh, So there will be a bit of a time difference. Um, But yeah, hopefully check in with him. He's an elite level uh, cyclocross racer in British Columbia. I would say he might be even top. He might be a top 15 uh, national racer. So he's got some serious chops on him. So I'm very excited to have him on the show. And uh, hopefully if I can get a few more people uh, to sort of join up with anchor i can get them to call in but i'm also going to try and do uh other capturing audio device situations and transmit it onto this platform so that way you can enjoy it as well so i'm going to hopefully get um more friends globally who ride uh to sort of chime into the show so once again uh 
look forward to new content coming up soon. I'm really excited to share. And this has been another episode of Bike Shop Boyfriend. Enjoy. Please subscribe. Uh, please leave comments. Um, if you're on the Anchor platform, you can leave me comments. You can send me some applause, which I really appreciate. Thank you very much for those who have. Um, thank you for those who are just listening. And for those of you who are enjoying uh, these episodes via Facebook, uh, Twitter links, uh, my link in bio on my Instagram, uh, Thank you tremendously. Um, I really appreciate it. And I'm always, it, I find it very encouraging and it's making me do more and more. So I'm trying to do these daily and uh, spreading it out throughout the course of a day, I find is a strategy that's really, really helping me. So, um, but if there's topics that you want me to talk about, shoot me comments. I'm all ears and do take suggestions. But until then, I'm going to call it a night and hopefully you had yourself a great day. I enjoyed talking about my day and I hope you had yourself uh, a great Thursday. So sleep tight and we'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.